Now, in just eight years, there's going to be a very big event coming to Australia. I'm talking about the Brisbane Olympics, or to be more precise, the South East Queensland Games. They are sneaking up on us. We've got Paris later this year, of course. But after the dramas around the 2026 Commonwealth Games in Victoria that aren't going to happen, there does seem to be concern around hosting an event of this magnitude. Now, there was, of course, even before the Sydney Games, even before 2000, there was discontent at the spend at the planning that would be required to host an Olympics. The IOC cognizant of all of that. And so it seemed as though the Queensland deal was all there, beautifully put together in presentations, digital and on paper, blueprints everywhere. That it would just be a matter of, we'll get the drillers in, get the bobcats in, get going and be done early. Well, it's amazing what can happen in a year or two. Last week we heard John Coates, the International Olympic Committee Vice President, Australian Olympic Supremo, effectively, say that the Gabba's major redevelopment project, which was to be the epicentre of all of this, it was to be the Olympic Stadium, he said it should be dropped. And it's meant to cost $2.7 billion, the initial bid for that, about a billion. So people are saying "Mm -mm, something's not right. But mind you, he wasn't alone. The AOC president, Ian Chesterman, declaring, quote, we believe there are other more creative solutions than rebuilding the Gabba. Uh, The 2032 Organising Committee President, Andrew Liveris, said that the latest comments reflected what he had been, or what had been put to him and the team to review, and part of their review committee, the Shadow Olympic and Paralympic Infrastructure Minister, Jared Blay, said that the LNP had known for some time that the Gabba knockdown was not going to happen. Adding to the list, the Lord Mayor of Brisbane, Adrian Schrinner, declaring that the Gabba rebuild was dead, buried and cremated. So it seems the Gabba's not going to go ahead. But then the question is, where are you going to put the main stadium? And it's just one question now, bedeviling the Brisbane Organising Committee. Someone who's been across all of this, and this is to his credit, is Jamie Walker. He's from The Australian. He's on the line. Jamie, great to talk with you. Thank you for your time. Oh, hi, Michael. I mean, you've been following this saga where a lot of others have not followed it, but it's not going in the right direction, is it? No, look, you'd have to be pretty worried when you look at it all. I mean, there's been a few twists and turns along the way, as you'd expect. But I suppose the most worrying aspect is that nearly three years into this process, and remember, this was one of the big selling points um, of the Brisbane Olympics. It would have a runway of 11 years, which was unprecedented. Um, But after nearly three years, I'm afraid we're back to square one. I mean, we, we don't have a major venue. The second major venue, um, uh, which is uh, a, a proposed project called Brisbane Arena, which is proposed to be built above um, the Roma Street railway station, is about as tricky a build as you could ever imagine, and there's increasing doubt about that. Um, so here we are, uh, nearly three years into the process, no venues, uh, no transport infrastructure plan, which is the really hard thing, let's face it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, building venues is is actually fairly straightforward compared to putting in the public transport that you need to get to service them. Um, we have uh, no designated Olympic minister in the new cabinet and a lot of concern about where this uh, whole process is is going at the moment. I mean, I suspect that come 2032, it'll all be okay on the day and Australia will be very proud of what is delivered. But, you know, getting there, there seemed to be needless speed humps and chicanes being put on what was seemingly a very straight road three years ago. 
Well, yeah, and, and uh, Michael, look, I, I completely agree with you. I think, I think you know, it'll it'll all be fine on the day, and I think Brisbane will throw a magnificent month-long party. But that's not really the point. No. Um, I mean, what you're supposed to get out of this is what you know. What we're told is the is the the long-term payoff is what they call the legacy. So that's going to be the, in terms of the facilities that are built, the infrastructure that um, that gets in that gets in place, and, and I suppose. One of the concerns with um, the options that Mr Coates has put up and, and good on him for, um, you know, for entering this public debate and putting these things on the record, he's proposing that the main Olympic stadium basically uh, go to an area called Nathan, which is deep in the southern suburbs of Brisbane, um, not terribly well serviced by public transport. There's no train access to it. It would have to be serviced by bus, and there's been issues with that over the years. The Brisbane Broncos played there for a period of time and hated it um, because you just could not move people in and out. And I don't know if if that actually is a terribly good idea. Um, the one thing we don't want, and I think with respect to the Sydney Olympics, is we really don't want another home bush, you know, where you've got a giant stadium sitting out, um, you know, a fair way out of town, and at least with Homebush, it's serviced by a train. Well, that wouldn't be the case with this stadium. So I, I think there's a lot of doubt about that. And for all the problems that the Gabba's got, it's in the middle of the CBD, or middle of the inner city, I should say. It's just on the southern side of, of Brisbane River from, across from the CBD. And it's about to be serviced from 2026 by a brand new underground railway system called Cross City Rail. And it'll have a station sitting directly underneath it. So that is something that is going in its favour for all the, the, the troubles and all the expense that the rebuild proposal has. Well, this is it. Mind you, see, you know, Jamie, I look at this and sort of wonder how all this happens because you, know, you lobby the IOC, you put together a bid, you list your planned facilities, you do the costings, you say, we've got this funding, the federal government's going to come in with this funding, we've got this person that's going to sit on the board and this person's going to be the minister. You put together the whole package Effectively, you give them a blueprint for how you're going to deliver the games. They look at the competing bids, few and far between as they are these days, but they look at them and they say, all right, well, you've got the best, off you go. And then a couple of years into it, you basically get all of that paperwork and you put it through the shredder and, then, and say, oh, we'll start again. I mean, how is that even legally allowed to happen? Surely at some point there's a contractual arrangement between the IOC and the people of Queensland or the government that say more than just we're going to deliver an Olympics, there are frameworks around the delivery of the Olympics. Yeah, there are. Now, but there's a few asterisks on those frameworks. So, look, one of the, the big asterisks within the, with the cost of the Olympics, now I think it's costed at something like four, uh, $5.4 billion. But when you read into these contracts, that's the operating cost of the Olympics, right? That's what, you know, it costs with the security, it costs with putting the staff in. The infrastructure costs sit outside that, um, and that has never been costed, and to this day is actually not costed. The one figure mm. we have is a $7.1 billion figure, which is what essentially the federal government and the Queensland government have agreed, have agreed to split. But that's only for uh, venues, including the Gabba and that second project, uh, Brisbane Arena. Now, the Gabba and Brisbane Arena actually consume something like 80% of that budget. The GABA is worth $2.7 billion. Um, so, you know, so we're told. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, I, I don't think many people around this town think that a rebuild can actually be done for that. Mind you, they were sold $1 billion would be enough initially. 
Well, that, that's right. I mean, the former Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk basically uh, did a, uh, you know, a, a calculation on the back of an envelope, came up with $1 billion, and then, hey, presto, next minute we're told $2.7 billion, mm. 170% increase, um, and no-one could seem to explain why that happened. Brisbane Arena is $2.5 billion, which the federal government is agreeing to pay for, but which the Queensland government will deliver. Now, again, when you talk to people around this town... Um, there's a lot of scepticism whether it can be built for $2.5 billion, which seems an awful lot of money for a 17,000-seat hall. However, um, it's, sitting, it's to sit on top of Roma Street State Railway Station, which is, you know, Brisbane's, which will be with Cross City Rail, Brisbane's busiest railway station, which is supposed to keep operating during the build. Now, that, that just imposes all Very difficult of logistically and engineeringly. Yeah. And isn't that one also meant to be housing the pool? That's right. So that will house the, the Olympic um, swimming in a drop-in pool. Now, it's a fantastic concept, you know. This, this arena, at the moment, you know, the, the, the big um, entertainment centre of Brisbane sits way out in the northern suburbs in a suburb called Boondle yes. um, and way out of town. Now, this actually has the opportunity or has the potential to actually revitalise a section of a pretty run-down section of the inner city. Um, great idea, it really is. However, you know, does that mean it should be built at any cost? And these are some of the issues now that we're really getting into the nitty-gritty. The new government under Stephen Miles is trying to grapple with that. He's um, uh, put this in the hands of a former LNP mayor of Brisbane, uh, Graham Quirk, who's who's running the ruler over these projects, uh, and he's due to report next month. But, of course, I think uh, Mr Coates may well have preempted yeah. um, at least some of his findings concerning the Gabba, which I, I don't yeah. know is necessarily a good thing. Yeah, it sounds like some of the decisions have already been made. Uh, we'll keep talking between now and then. Great to catch up, and thank you for the analysis, Jamie. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having it's me, Mike. my pleasure. Jamie Walker, the Associate Editor there at The Australian, uh, with the latest on the Brisbane Games. It's still a long way off. We've got Paris this year, and looking forward to that. But, I mean, the truth is, internationally, Fewer and fewer cities are wanting the games. And the question, I guess, is why? Well, I suppose a lot of people look at the cost and they look at the long-term dividend, I suppose what Jamie would call the legacy, and wonder whether indeed it will be positive or not, or whether that money could be better spent or not. And this is a challenge for the IOC going forward. As Jamie said, never before had a city been given an 11-year run-up before they jump in the sandpit of hosting a games. Brisbane were the first to get something like that, and yet for the first three years, effectively, they've stuffed it up. So they're now down to the normal eight that everybody else gets, and they're going to have to get cracking. 131873, the open line number. 